0: Next in Line podcast where we are helping to prepare you for whatever is next in line. As always, I'm your host, Chance Pitts, and I would like to thank you for tuning into this episode. Guys, let's go ahead and get the housekeeping out of the way for this episode. If you receive value from this podcast, whether that's this episode, another episode we're doing, or any of our daily content on social media, that's at Next in Line Development on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, make sure you are sharing the content that you are receiving value from with other people. That is the main way we get to grow this movement. That is the main way we reach the biggest crowd possible, and it goes a long way. Also, make sure you're subscribing on whatever platform you're listening on, and you're leaving a rating or review, if at all possible. It really, really helps us grow, and I appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who has done that to this point. Uh, You cannot know how much that means to us here. But guys, I had a fantastic weekend, Uh, had a chance to go up and do some running with my dad, had a chance to work with some individuals that were going through a few things, uh, but also got to spend some time with my niece and nephew at the zoo, which leads me into the topic that I want to talk to you about today. So if you've gone back and you've listened to the introduction episode or the first episode of the podcast, you know that I am a certified agricultural science teacher. And today, I would like to give you a little bit of a science lesson. And before you moan and groan or freak out, it directly ties into personal and professional development. I'm sure you just haven't looked at it yet. But I figured it was time that I give the expensive agricultural science teaching degree some use. So guys, I want to dive into this lesson with y'all today in natural science. We're going to talk about something that you've probably all heard before. It's something that will be a review for some of y'all, but it won't be the same way you've looked at it in the past. Now, we were probably all too busy thinking about the game on Friday night, thinking about girls or guys, or even thinking about where your party that you were going to was going to be at on Friday or Saturday night. Whatever you were thinking about, you probably weren't thinking about symbiotic relationships in science class as your teacher presented them. So here's you a little review. There's five forms of symbiotic relationships out there. There's competition, there's predation, there's mutualism, there's commensalism, and there's parasitism. And we're going to dive into what each of these big words means and why it matters, why you should even care about it, why you should listen to this instead of going down the same path you did back in the day in high school with thinking about all those other things. So let's dive right in. Guys, and keep in mind as we go into this, the relationships that you have with people are very important to think about because a lot of these things tie directly into your life, whether you realize it or not. And it also is not just a relationship with people. It's a relationship with items that you deal with on a daily basis. It's a relationship with your addiction or your vice that you have in your life that all have this same sort of relationship. And it's gonna fall under one of these five categories. So let's dive into the first one, that's competition. Easy definition for competition is when two or more organisms rely on the same environmental resource. Guys, think about all of the animals that compete for the same thing in life. It could be the same breed of animal, the same species. It could be two deer battling over a territory like bucks often do down here. It could be two raccoons fighting over a corn feeder. It could be Territorial issues with lions, whatever it is. And it could be across the board just a couple of animals all fighting over the same resources like berries or fruit or whatever it is. Now, think about that in terms of your life. Think about the competitions that you find yourself in on a daily basis. And think about the ones that you might not fully have your head wrapped around. Think about your coworkers at work. Think about your friends in your personal life. Think about your associates in your extracurricular activities and in your social life. Think about your boss even. And also think about those people who are naturally competitors of yours who might be in business against you or in sports or whatever extracurricular thing you're doing. Whatever it is, you are truly in competition with those people whenever you wake up every day, whenever you step outside. And most importantly, let's not forget you are in competition with yourself because all of these people outside of your body are Actively trying to get better. They're going after all the same things that you want. Your coworkers are going after the promotions that are only available for one person. Your friends are competing for the opportunities within your friends' group. Now, those might be healthy competitions wherever you push each other to become better on a daily basis, but it's still a form of competition. Your associates within the organizations, whether it's church or whether it's whatever, they might have these same goals as you to become the school board president or whatever group you're a part of the leader of that group maybe you have the same ideas in mind and the same goals and only one person gets that spot your boss if you are continuously developing and moving in a positive direction you're going to eventually be in competition with your boss there's only so many positions available within that company And then as well, like I said, with yourself, it is a competition every single day to see who is going to win whenever you hit the snooze button on your alarm clock at 4 a.m. because you don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to get up and go to work or you don't want to get up and go work out. It is a constant battle with yourself whenever you see that bag of Cheetos over there on the shelf at the gas station, whenever you've got your bottle of water and no snack because you've got healthier things in your lunchbox that you brought from home so you're not wasting money and you're not eating bad. It's a constant constant competition with yourself and just to give some perspective on that and to give some insight as well I am in a competition within the motivational space with very competitive people think about David Goggins and his following. Think about Andy Frisella and his following think about Joe Rogan and his following think about Ed Mylett. These are all people who are actively competing for space within the podcast and development sectors. That is somebody I am competing with. And right now I am getting my tail kicked. I am getting my butt whooped left and right, but I am in a competition. I'm going to keep working to develop and become better so that I can advance and gain traction in this space. And that is what you got to do every single day. Remember and don't forget that you are in constant competition with those around you. So you have to act accordingly. Don't have days off. Don't take your guard down, but make sure you are doing everything you can to be successful and surrounding yourself with people who will be conducive to that. Additionally, number two on this list is going to be predation or the relationship between a predator and prey. And that's the behavior of one animal feeding on another. And we often associate predators, that term, with lions, bears, eagles, falcons, even snakes and sharks as well. But guys, A lot of times in society, whenever we think about predators, we think of a negative connotation surrounding it. We think of things that are not good, not positive in a lot of ways. But on the flip side of that coin, whenever we actually think about these predators, we think about the lion and we think about the qualities that the lion has, such as being a leader being strong, being confident, we see all of those things rather than the negative side of being a predator. Whenever we think of names for our sports teams, we use those same predator names, we use those same dominant species of animals that are at the top of their food chain to describe the Different characteristics that we want our teams to have. We get the Lions, we've got the Bears, we've got the Eagles, we've got the Falcons. All of those are teams in the NFL because we want to have the same characteristics of the Predators. So I encourage you not to see the bad side of the Predator with that in the symbiotic relationship within your lives. I encourage you to be the kind of person that doesn't necessarily go and feed on the weak and the innocent, and all that thing. That's not what we're trying to do here. But you want to be somebody that's got the characteristics of a predator. You want to have the characteristics of the lion. You want to have the determination of a pack of wolves. You want to have the teamwork that they have. You want to be the alpha like the alpha wolf. You want to be able to dominate the competition, and you want to be able to come out of the other side successful and have the power and skill that we accredit most predators with. And then, guys, on the other side of that, too, the predator and prey relationship is not so bad from another standpoint. Think about all the adaptations and think about nature's great inventions that have come out of the prey being under pressure like they are. Just a couple examples. Think about chameleons. Think about how they have now the ability to blend in with their backgrounds and become camouflage as to One, be a better effective predator, but also to not be able to be eaten as easily and be seen. Also, same thing with king snakes, which are a lot more harmless than the snake that they mimic, which is a coral snake. They have the same pattern associated with them so that other animals leave them alone. There's different strategies and different things and problem-solving skills that have been at work here to be able to survive and adapt to nature and those are some same style of thinking and same ideas that we can put into our daily lives through that predator relationship next we have mutualism guys and that is a symbiotic relationship in which both organisms benefit now everyone has probably seen finding nemo if you're old enough to be listening to this podcast And that is a great example of a mutualism type relationship. Think about the clownfish and the anemone. Now, a clownfish, he receives protection from the home that he gets. He receives shelter while the anemone feeds off of the waste of the clownfish and is also protected when the clownfish runs off Fish that are natural predators of the anemone, they can eat it, they can withstand the sting. So, that is a relationship where they are able to give and take, and it is mutually successful. Now, this is the kind of relationship you want in everyday life the goal is to add value to whatever you're doing but to also receive value think about your job whenever you're doing this you are going in and you are adding value to a team you're adding value to a company you are helping them be successful in some sector of the economy and as an exchange They are allowing you to earn a wage so that you are able to do different things that you want to do within your life. You're able to show your family a better life. You're able to advance yourself. And within that, there's opportunities for promotion and future success as well that will move you in a positive direction. Another example of mutualism is the friends and the company you keep. We talk about that being one of the most important things in your life on a daily basis. But you have to surround yourself with people that are going to present this mutualism type relationship to you. And they're going to offer things that can benefit you as you offer things that can benefit them. You want to successfully Move yourselves in a positive direction. You want to develop. And if that's not something that is happening, if those kinds of friends are not the people you find yourself surrounded by, then you probably need to start looking in a different direction and a different place for your friends. This is also a huge, huge proponent of entrepreneurship and business, as I'm starting to figure out. If you treat someone else well, and you go over the top for someone else, they will do the same for you. Think about your customer base. If you go out of your way to provide a service to the best of your ability, even though it might be inconvenient for you, think about the return on the backside. You provide benefit to them by providing a service, but they also provide a benefit to you, one, by being a patron of your company, but also By spreading good word of mouth because you're willing to go above and beyond. It is the kind of relationship that you have to have and you want to have in business. Now, there's also the next one, number four, commensalism. And that's a symbiotic relationship where one organism benefits and one doesn't necessarily benefit, but they're unharmed in the situation. And a nature example of this is a remora fish And sharks. Everybody's seen the little sucker fish that attach themselves to sharks and swim around with them. Now, the shark doesn't necessarily receive much benefit. There are some health issues associated with it, potentially because the fish cleans up the shark, prevents infection, and that kind of thing. But for the most part, the remora fish receives all the benefit. It is the protection that it gets from the shark. It's the food scraps it gets from the prey. It's the transportation around the different parts of the ocean. And if you don't like sharks, think of egrets, the birds that run around with cattle in fields and eat the bugs that are stirred up by the cattle. Now, yeah, there's a little bit of benefit for the cattle not being annoyed by the bugs or whatnot, but the main benefit is that the birds are able to eat all of the different insects in the area. And now when you think of this, you should think about all of the people that you are indirectly helping on a daily basis. It might be a situation where your actions or the things that you do inspire other people to do things and they gain benefit from that because they learn how to do something. They learn a new skill just by watching you. Even though it has no direct impact on you, that is a benefit for them. That kind of falls under this category. Same thing with the way that you act and the way that you speak and the way that you hold yourself. And if you breed positivity, within the world or not, you can directly be impacting these people and it have no effect on you. Now, it's no harm, no foul for you, but it does make you feel good. It does move you in a positive direction. So it kind of falls on the edge of this category and with mutualism, but it's something we should practice on a regular basis. You've got to remember that just because you're not receiving a direct reward for the actions you're doing, Just because you don't see a direct benefit right off the bat from being nice to somebody or having a positive experience with them, know that when you do that, you are planting seeds that you can go and harvest later. You can get the benefits later on because as you give out positivity, as you help people move in a positive direction that maybe can't help you, you are going to see that positivity return to you in a variety of different ways. Those people are going to say good things about you to other people. It's going to help you grow your brand. It's going to help the way everyone views you and your family and your business. Are you in an organization? Are you within your career? You're going to become that person who helps people, that person who's a great example. You're going to have people that want to network with you and connect with you and contact you just with the purpose of being around you in order to gain that positivity and advancement in their life. So this is one of those things that is kind of like a long-term investment that we've talked about a couple of different times. And number five on this relationship list, this is the last one we'll talk about, but it is a very important one nonetheless. And once I say the name of it, I think a lot of y'all are going to have a lot of things pop in your head. And that is parasitism. A symbiotic relationship where one organism benefits and the other is harmed. Guys, the examples of this in the wild are like mosquitoes, tapeworms, ticks, fleas, lice, all things that we see as detrimental. You think about those things and you think about diseases, you think about sickness, you think disgusting, you think nasty. And in the same way of our lives, we see those things in the exact same light. There are so many situations and there are so many different people out there that can tend to fall under this category. Now, you've got to kind of understand that you can't just jump on the train of thinking somebody has a parasitic relationship just because you don't agree with what they are doing. But is it important to audit the relationships and to audit the things that you do for other people on a daily basis? Absolutely, it's important. Because whenever something like this is going on, sometimes you don't know until it's too late. You don't see the patterns of that parasite until it is too late for you to turn it around or you've already lost a huge investment of time, of resources, of money, whatever it is that you are putting into that person. And the reason why I say you have to audit these things is because you have to know where your time is the most well spent. You have to know when things go past the point of no return. You've got to understand that at some point, Whenever someone is not willing to help their self and they're only going off of the situation and the benefits that you create for them, then it is time to apply the flea guard, apply the mosquito spray, the DEET, whatever it is that you need to apply to get those things away from you. You have to do it. You have to know when to cut things off and move yourself in a positive direction away from these things. Now, don't get this whole thing skewed. I'm not saying to be over-cautious with everything that you've got going on in your life to a point that you don't go out of your way to help other people. I don't want that to be the final lesson I leave y'all with. So what I want to talk about to recap this, just like you would in the classroom, is that if you're going to find yourself in competition, which you are, make sure you are bringing the best you to the table every single day. Make sure you are finding competition that pushes you in a positive direction, and you're not treating that competition with disrespect. You're not sliding it. You're not going out of your way to make things harder on them, but you are doing the best you can to be successful for you and your customers, your organization, your team, your relationship, whatever it might be that you're in that you're competing with other people, strive to be the best that you can be. If you are thinking about the predator and prey side of number two, if you are going to be part of this system, make sure you are a dominant individual who is at the top of the food chain. You should be striving to climb that ladder there's a lot of quote-unquote nobility that people think they see with being at the bottom but guys there's ways to get to the top there's ways to dominate there's ways to work like those predators work with the attitude the strength the leadership the teamwork skills and the alpha leader mentality to get to the top and be successful without burning other people and without preying on individuals. It is a cycle. There's always going to be winners and losers in transactions, but you have to do your best to make sure that you are bringing the most winners to the table and you are helping the most people. And number three, mutualism guys make sure that you are adopting mutualism and you are doing this as much as possible in your relationships make sure you are providing just as much benefit if not more for everyone that you come in contact with do what you can where you can when you can for other people it's not always a point of you being able to pay someone back especially if you associate yourself with people who are at a higher place at a further along place than you, and they are willing to go out of their way to help you and share their knowledge and share their opportunities with you, you better go out of your way 100% to make sure that you provide some kind of feedback to them. If somebody loans you $500, you might not be able to give them $500 cash money back in that transaction, but you better provide $750 worth of value to that person and keep doing it every single day because they chose to invest in you and they chose to believe in you. And it needs to be vice versa. You should find people and associate with people and help people that, have that same kind of mentality that you do so guys moving on to number four the commensalism guys just because it doesn't feel like you're having an impact on people just because it doesn't feel like there is anything Directly coming out of the actions that you do on a daily basis of being positive and having good experiences with other people, that doesn't mean you stop doing it. You have no idea what is going on in the background. You have no idea who you are helping out on the backside. You have no idea when the universe or when life or when God, whatever you believe in, is going to put that back into your life in a huge and positive way. Then moving and reviewing number five, guys, if you find yourself in a relationship with parasitism associated with it, if you find yourself in a relationship with somebody who has that parasitic effect on you and they are just taking advantage of the situation, move yourself out of that situation as soon as possible. Find positive relationships. You want to move to that space of mutualism, guys. You want to be in a space where you benefit someone else and they benefit you. And that goes for your relationship with a significant other. It goes for a relationship in your career and with your job. It goes in a relationship with your organizations, your church, your men's group, the volunteer fire department, whatever you're doing. That has to be something that is mutually beneficial now the benefit for you might just be you having a positive impact on people it might just be your mental state being affected positively but whatever it is make sure there is a value exchange that is positive for you Guys, I encourage y'all to audit your lives for these kinds of relationships and to figure out which ones you have, which ones are good, which ones are serving you, and which you might need to get away from. Thank y'all for humoring me today with this lesson. Now, the good thing is you don't have to turn in your homework. You don't have to stay seated until the bell rings or anything like that. All you've got to do is go in, let us know how we're doing, leave a rating, a review, subscribe if it's something that has helped you, if you like the message we're putting out. Be sure to share this with like-minded individuals give us a follow over on social media that's at next in line development on whatever platform and guys always be prepared for whatever is next in line